favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. It's actually a beautiful morning this morning, and it's a great morning for me because I've got Larry and Bobby Stewart on. And you guys were, Bobby, you guys were kind of uh, messed up because of the weather yesterday. Well, we couldn't get out our driveway. The road was slick, and snow was, nothing had melted. So I'm glad you called and canceled because we couldn't have made it. Our road, we've only got a mile or less to John Bragg Highway. Yeah. And I'm sure John Bragg had been scraped. Oh, it was clear as a bell yesterday. Yeah, but our road was very treacherous, and uh, we have a hill mm-hmm. to climb, and at the top of the hill there's a curve, and I just didn't want to chance it because neither one of us can walk a half a mile or so back to the house after we get in the ditch. So Bless your heart, you've always had a hill to climb. You married uh, uh, Larry. <laughs> Years ago, bless your heart. My headphones off, and I'm kind of glad it is. I can't get it to work. Oh, we. we uh, got, how, how's the family doing? Doing good. Jay's coming in. He's got some vacation. He says he's got a burn. So he's coming in next week, and we're glad to see him. Let's see. He's been in Oklahoma, though, hasn't he? Well, he went to Oklahoma during their fall break or something. Yeah. To see the grandkids, because uh, Bixby, Oklahoma, is only about a four-hour drive from Dallas. Yeah. So they're close enough that they can go visit them for a long weekend. Well, all of his folks are kind of spread out all over the place. I know. Aren't they? I know. I know. But. It's it's okay. We keep in touch with Facebook, text, computer. So, you know, it's not like the old days. We're never out of touch too much anymore. You, you know, I'm not, most of us, we're not used to this kind of weather. No. It, 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 it's like this stupid virus that's going around. It, everything throws you out of your normal uh, situation. And you're always waiting for the next shoe to fall. What's yeah. next on the agenda? Yeah. Well, Sarah Turner told me this morning that we're expecting some more bad weather Wednesday. But we've had three snowfalls, which is very unusual for our part of the country. Yeah. You know, I mean... To immobilize you, and I think all three of them have, at least for a couple of days. They have us because well, we well, just. Well, thank goodness for our road departments, though. They yeah. have done a great job. Well, you know, the first snowfall, they did scrape our road, but oh, the okay. second and the third one, they didn't. But now, I, you know, I don't know what the protocol is. I'm sure they had more than they could handle with the main roads. Yeah. And that was important, I'm sure. People going to work, interstates, John Bragg Highway, Medical Center Parkway, and Old Fort Parkway. I can see where 
those are main roads and their first priority because of people that work whereas you know we can stay at home but the good thing about you and larry y'all get along so well <laughs> i have never heard a bad word between the two of you we, after we do all get, these years we, we do we do we do get along but we spar every once in a while and uh but you know it's okay have you seen Big Willie in the last couple of days? Yes. Well, uh, he dropped us off some food. Oh, man. What do you mean he dropped it off? Well, Larry was asleep in his chair, and Willie said he saw him asleep, so he didn't bother him. He put it in the chair on the side porch, and I was in my room reading, and I didn't even know he was out there. I said, you know he just naps off and on all the day. Just come on in the door was unlocked come on in and wake him up and talk to him but he won't do it i've never seen one like big willie i have to say that he will do something for everybody and he doesn't want you to do anything for him you he don't brought, see of course now you kind of took care of big willie when he was going well, through school he's just getting even <laughs> getting even <laughs> yeah. yeah we had a we had a pretty good we're Working relationship in school, but was the, it as Big Willie was a straight A student? He had to be because it, some of the thumbs, things well, that he's done for all of us is unbelievable. When when I had a little heart to heart with Big Willie after his father died, oh, and yeah. I told him he was going to graduate from high school whether he wanted to or not, and I was going to see to it. But I told all the teachers as long as he did whatever he was supposed to and didn't get in any trouble. Not to flunk him. Yeah. Well, his grades just didn't get any better. So I called the teachers together again, and I said, now, if you flunk him this year, you're going to have him next year all day by yourself. Well, but his grades started improving. And I believe if we'd had one more semester, he'd have been the valedictorian of the senior <laughs> class. I was going to say, if, if I was one of Big Willie's teachers, he would have made straight A's. Because everything at my house would be back working again. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. You know, I had a lot of those. And uh, we had kids that wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but they knew how to work. Yeah. And uh, having a high school education didn't make Willie Davenport a bit better truck driver, but he's sure glad he got it. And I had a lot of them like that, and uh, I'm not going to apologize to anybody for the, uh, any diploma I gave. And some of them probably wouldn't have made it in today's world and the way it is, but they had common sense. They knew how to work, and Big Willie's one of them. Uh, my plumber is another one. And uh, we just, we, we learned how to live in the real world out there. You know, those people would have made it so successful during the old days. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've, People like Big Willie, he's got a, he's got a, an ability to do things a lot of people don't have, and plus he's got the heart to take care of yeah. other people. Yeah. And the good Lord, he 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 plays uh, Big Willie in here for all of us. I mean, he really is special. Yeah, he is. He's special to me. I'll tell you that. You know, we've got so many strange things, but Bobby and Larry and I was uh, watching television yesterday and i got so angry because when you have people that come in and start messing with 
the voters in Rutherford County, when we elect someone uh, uh, like our uh, judge, Judge Donna Scott Davenport, and uh, and they are criticizing her and they want to kick her out of office after we put her in the office, yeah. whether we voted for her or not, it really does anger me quite a bit because that's not the way the system is supposed to be. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, back when I was a kid, all of my mother's people, brothers, lived in Detroit because yeah. there was nothing to do in western Kentucky except farm. So when they yeah. got out of high school or quit school, they moved to Detroit. Well, they would come back home on vacation. Mm -hmm. We never knew what a vacation was because farming is 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week. And uh, they would come in, they'd start telling my daddy how to run the family farm. Mm -hmm. And my daddy said, I don't want to hear how y'all farm in Detroit because this is not Detroit. Well, they didn't know which end of a double shovel plow to get behind. <laughs> but they could always, especially my Uncle Robert, he could always tell us how to do it. And um, my daddy would be just as calm with it. I don't see what kept him from just going off on them. But, they would all, but those people up north, they want to come to the south, but they want to change it to be like it is up north. Well, we don't want that. I they, hope we're not going to have it that too. way. I do, too. I've been told by a lot of the people here as they move in from California, New York, other places, that they're coming in because they want to be like us. And yeah. I hope that is the truth. Because well, uh, as we know, each state is so different, and uh, and we're we've been blessed uh, to be brought up here in in Rutherford County, in Tennessee, and have all the blessings that a lot of people just really don't have it anymore. Now, Bobby, I, I, I'm, I apologize because no, okay. I know there were some of the things that you wanted to talk about. Yes, before uh, we she wanted started. to be first, and you wouldn't <laughs> let. Her. Yeah, well. No, uh, I read something about the new license plates that they're issuing, mm -hmm. and I want somebody to verify what I read or what I heard that when you go in to get yours renewed, which mm -hmm. I have to do by the 31st of January. Tags. Your tags. Tags. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you don't, you don't have to go through the emissions anymore. No. That's no, right. That's why through. I waited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, at the license tag place, mm -hmm. the new tags are very pretty. They've got the Tennessee flag in the center, but you have an option, but you have to ask for it. Around the flag, you can get In God We Trust. All right. But if you don't ask for it, you get just the star. So I wanted to let the world, the listeners out there know that if you want In God We Trust, you have to ask for it up front when you go in, so they'll give you the right one, because it's a choice. Now, is that just now that that's the choice? Because I, I got mine in uh, November, and but, it's, of course, I was one of the last ones to have to pay for the mission. Yeah. Uh, so. so yours is good for a year, Yeah, yeah. your old tag. Yeah, so but, I, but so mine, I, I didn't have that choice, I guess. No. Yeah, not this, then. We've yeah. got a new license plate mm -hmm. starting January. This, starting, I guess this, this year, mm -hmm. and uh, that's... That's what she's got to have a new one. 
you probably just renewed your old one. That's See, mine, mine renews. Yeah, mine renews January thirty first every year. So, I got my little renewal thing, mm-hmm. and I can't remember where I read this. Or it may have been the Daily News Journal. I'm not sure, but you know, I'm just well, we can, advising everybody if you want that phrase on your your tag around your Tennessee star, you. You have to ask for it. You, we're going so to find out when this show's over because we're going to get it. Yeah, I'll know today because we're going to go through the drive through today, and I'm going to renew mine because it's after January the 14th, so I don't have to have any missions. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't sit there for more than 10 minutes to get my tag this last time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the... The only really complaint I had against the emissions was that a lot of times you'd sit there and wait for 35 or 40 minutes mm-hmm. and, and be a, a long line all the way back out to Salem yeah. Bikes. So. And it usually depends on the day of the month. Yeah. You know, the first of the month, the last of the month is always going to be a longer line. Yeah. But Oh, and uh, also the college... Legends Day is coming up on February 26th, and uh, we're meeting at Greg and Melinda Samuel's house again mm-hmm. to eat with all of the ex-players coming in for that weekend. And then at 6 o'clock that night, the men will play Western Kentucky. That'd be a good game. So Should we want to make, make all the legends that are listening aware that February 26th is Legends Weekend. Yeah. So be prepared, and the game is at 6 that night. Uh, how is it? Uh, is that very difficult to live with a legend in your home? No. It's no. not. As long as the legend keeps no. his mouth shut. <laughs> I, I know which buttons to push. I can bring him down to my level. <laughs> After all these years, I, I would say he probably stays down there. <laughs> as long as the legend keeps his mouth shut, everything is hunky dory. Yeah. But you let him break that code, and it's it breaks loose. Is that for every sport or only basketball? Basketball. Basketball. Now, why do you have only legends for basketball, and and you got baseball, because football? Basketball's the only sport that that pushes it and uh, football has a uh, a day when everybody comes back but jim simpson started this through the varsity club and uh he's he's the one that that made it a legends and you know there i mean we all all of us that go most of us are the older ones mm-hmm. uh there's not as much allegiance to a institution anymore but we are the group that I played with, 64 and 65 group. Mm-hmm. We'll have more players than any other group there. And, and, and the ones that live right here, they're the ones that don't come. Now, Ray That's Kemp, the way it is with everything. Yeah, Ray Kemp will come from Florida. Kenny Schulman will come from Dallas. Phil Meadows will come from Georgia. Uh, Tim Wagner will come from Nashville. Uh, of course, Bob Gardner and I, we both live here. But uh, we'll have... Eight, eight to ten, and we lost one this year. Mike Millholland was one of us, and we lost him the day after Christmas or Christmas Day. And he'd been he'd been struggling for a while. He'd yeah. been battling bad health for about four or five years, 
and he made the decision and called, called us. Well, we all of us knew it that uh, he'd had enough hurting. He was he was he had hospice to take care of him, and uh, he was going to quit taking his medicine, and he was just going to go on out. Mm. But uh, as tough a character as he was, he still lasted about a month. But uh, he, he finally his, went on out. And, and uh, His outlook. Yeah. I talked to him, and he had me crying for him. Yeah. He said he was at peace with his decision. He said, I know I can't walk again. I know I'm never going to get any better, and I am at peace with this decision. It's okay, Bobby. So, you know, that made me feel good. He, he never that. When we talked to him, he never broke down. He was always the strong one. He'll be flying with eagles now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, already yeah. is. Yeah, he was better. one tough customer. Yeah. I'll say that for him. I mean, he sometimes he was he was a little bit too tough, like at Eastern Kentucky when I think it was Dan Midges, somebody tied up with a ball and and they were racing on the floor. You know how they do? Well, the referees got him stopped and broke it up. Well, here come Bill Holland flying through there and dives right on top of them. Well, the fight started, and I just happened to be standing next to their center, Bobby Tolan, who was 6'9", 280. And I felt some something go around my shoulders, and I thought somebody brought in a drag line or something, and it was big Tolan. I said, Stuart, you want it now on that? I said, no, I believe I'll just stay right here with you, Bobby. He said, that's what I figured. You're so, the smartest one in the bunch. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought you know, I don't, I don't have to prove my toughness to Bobby Tolan because he, he was one tough nut, too. What makes a legend? How do you get that? Jim Simpson. Okay, Jim Simpson. But, but would that be special players during that particular era, or is, is all the best? All era? the players. It's just a name that Simpson came up with, Legends Weekend. We could call it like we do our baseball, Old Timers Weekend. But Jim Simpson, he's, he's the one that got most of this started. And uh, Chris uh, Harris. maybe we stand down there and that. Chris Harris is one, isn't he? Is that his name, Chris Harris? Chris Harris is one of us, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But he's, uh, and, you know, uh, most of them, I'm not going to say most of us, most of them are exceptional, exceptionally good people. To, and Chris Harris is one of them, uh, one of the best guys that's ever bounced a ball at Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, they called him the cat killer because he's the one when Middle Beat Kentucky, uh, he was the man that was most responsible for it. But, uh, and, you know, Jimmy Earl will be there. And uh, we're talking about Milham. The last time Mike got to come, he was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And he said, now, if I come, will you boys take care of me? And we said, we certainly will, Mike. We rolled him in, rolled him out on the floor when his name was called. And uh, Greg Samuels is uh, a reason for a lot of that because he, he's got the room. He's got a house big enough to – and uh, uh, Bobby and uh, Emily Gardner, they, yeah. they do most of the cooking uh, – Paul Holland from Maducah, he'll bring some of that good Kentucky barbecue. And Kenny Schulman's always sends a ham through the mail for us. And so we eat pretty good. And then at 4 o'clock, we go over to Hall of Fame. They have a little uh, get-together, you know, for us. And uh, it's, it's, it's a big weekend. I look forward to it every year. And how many of them in your group, like, like you lost Dan Midget. Oh, yeah. How many are, are still with you? All of them except Dan Midget. Uh, 
and now Kip Milholland yeah. and Billy Martin. Uh, Billy Martin came here the same year I did, but he didn't get to play much the two years that I was here because he was hurt. But he was also a baseball player. So uh, Billy's in the Hall of Fame, too, and, and it's well-deserved, well-deserved. Because back then, baseball was called a minor sport, baseball, track, stuff. Well, John Snapford changed that in baseball. Dean Hayes changed that in track. And uh, so, but Billy was, Billy was a, one of the best in OVC the two years he played. The coaches that MTSU has had over all the years, even going back to MTSC, uh, they, they've always stood out to me because they were a real special bunch. And they would reach out to not only just the people at the university, but also to the people in the community. Yeah. And that always stood very high for me. We because that makes a big difference. We uh, want to send out condolences to Dean Hayes' family. Oh, what a great guy he was. I know it. I know it. I know he did it. He was, you just, his legacy will live on. I don't know who they're going to get to replace him, but he left a legacy out there of everything that he's accomplished. He, br he brought MTSU's name to the forefront across the world. Oh, but, yeah. But he 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 coached in the Olympics and and most of us consider him one of the best track coaches yeah. that's ever been in this country. Yeah. And but he it wasn't just that he 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 wanted everybody to know that he was a, just a naturally good fella and he enjoyed <coughs> being around you and you don't find too many like that. Well, all of them were all those football assistants. Of course, back then Truman, every coach and assistant coach. They taught PE classes. Yeah. Uh, when we would go on a basketball trip like to Boarhead and Eastern, we'd be gone Friday and Monday. Mm -hmm. Coach Stokes and Coach Tricky would have to get somebody to cover their classes. Yeah. Uh, football coaches, same way. They coach they, uh, Joe Black Hayes coached track, uh, you know, and somebody else coached tennis and stuff. But and the students came to the ball games, and my one of my theories is because they knew the coaches. They yeah. saw them every every third other day, like Monday and Wednesday, because they taught classes. They knew them, and and then when we had a basketball game, every assistant football coach was sitting on one of the doors taking up tickets. Yeah, well, they didn't have to hire ticket takers. We already we had them, and the football game, the basketball coaches was over there, and it's just uh, the students. Of course, there wasn't near as many students back then, and. There was not near as many channels on TV as there are now, but uh, the students came because they knew the coaches. Well, you, you, football, at, as in today's world, that controls everything as far as money is concerned. But it doesn't at MTSU. MTSU, uh, the girls' basketball, they fill the, the, the auditorium, and so does the men's. So... It, it, it's not just the same all the way across the country as to which sport is the most popular in a certain area. Yeah. And 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 I'm I've always wondered about that because I remember when uh, Bubba Murphy was coaching. Oh my goodness, they came from everywhere to watch the games. Yeah. And they wanted to come here. Yeah, they uh, did. Uh, back then, we weren't a, a double A school or whatever, two A, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. So a, a kid could transfer from, say, UT mm -hmm. to Middle Tennessee and be eligible immediately. And we had a lot of those. 
Clark Maples is one that comes to mind. He came from Kentucky. And we had a bus. But he was a Murfreesboro boy. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I, <coughs> I think Rick Ensel has done more for the attendance than most anybody because, number one, there's usually always a local player or two. Mm-hmm. And people come out to see their kids. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why we can't have more uh, in other sports because, you know, I think Rick's philosophy is if this player from Murfreesboro Blackman is just as good as this girl from Marietta, Georgia, I'm going to take the Blackman girl. Well, hallelujah for Rick Insell. Uh, that's the way it should be. Well, you, you know that, that uh, we have a hard time here at, at uh, MTSU, especially competing for with football players from all these big universities across the, the country. And with Tennessee starting to, to climb back up on the scene again, I think it's, it's, it's going to be even more. But think about it. If you can play before... 100,000 fans and compete and come over here at MTSU who's got a 30,000-seat stadium but maybe play before 10,000 people or 7,000. Which one are you going to pick? Which university are you going to go to? But a lot of it is not because of the, the where it is and the people who live in this area. Uh, the, the students don't go, and I have never understood that. Well, back back when I was over there, that's all I can speak for. Now, that's 60 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the students didn't have any money. We had to do stuff that didn't cost anything, so we went to everything. I went, we went to football games, free tickets, students, getting on the student. Went to track meets, and uh, I can remember uh, – Jimmy McKnight and Sam Kerr and me uh, judging the long jump one day. I didn't hardly know what it was, but Sam Kerr did. And so we, we were there, but it was free. And so we went, and there was nothing on TV except you know, had three channels and had to get up and change them. But, uh, that, but back to your point, the football is, is competing against all these big schools. Yeah. So is women's basketball. So is men's basketball. And, uh, you know, uh, my daddy didn't have any education, but when I was trying to decide where I wanted to go play college ball, and I didn't have a lot of options. And this junior college deal came up, and and, and Rupp had suggested that. uh, My daddy said, son, I'd rather be a big fish in a little pond than a little fish in a big pond. And I am so glad he told me that and so glad that I went the direction I did and wound up in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, you were, it seemed like the good Lord uh, paved a path for you because you would have played at Kentucky under Rupp, except you had a bigger love for <laughs> Bobby than you than you did for playing well, for Rupp. I felt like if I went two years and played at Kentucky, I would come back home and there wouldn't be any Bobby or Joe Archie. So I said, I better iron while the iron's hot. And, uh, Thank God I did it because I'd have probably still been shoveling in a horse stable somewhere in Lexington if I'd have gone to Kentucky. But uh, they just, Kentucky just lost one of their great uh, did. Uh, mm-hmm. hall. Right. And uh, tell me a little bit about him because 
he was he went up there at the wrong time because they were not going to accept anybody except Rupp after he he yeah. left being it's the like coach there. Going in behind Pat Summit. Yeah. You know you you, just, you want to go in behind a loser and, and that way you can't fail. But Joe B. Hall made everybody like him because he was so good at what he did. Yeah. They had a special on TV a day or two ago about the 78 national championship in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Joe B. Hall was the coach, and Goose Givens was the star, but they had a bunch of stars. And it was really, really, really interesting. They said, I remember Kyle Macy said that final night when they won the national championship, he said, our offense was mostly give the ball to Goose and let him go. Mm -hmm. And he got 41, and now that was a lot of points back in those days. No three-point shot, no, no shot clock. But uh, Joe B. Hall was a great guy. Uh, he came as an as an assistant to Rupp, and then he went to St. Louis for a year or two to get some head coaching experience, knowing he was a he was the man. And uh, but uh, you're right. And my daddy was one of them. He, he he wanted Rupp to still be there. Well, Daddy, Rupp is gone. Yeah, well, I don't care. He needs to still be there. Well, no, he didn't. And uh, but anyway, Joe B. Hall uh, brought him back. Uh, they were getting a little down the last years of Rupp. The year, two years I would have been there. Uh, they had Cotton Nash, yeah. and that's it. Now, when I I went to junior college and, and came. We played a lot of freshman teams because back then everybody had to play freshman ball, and they were looking for competition outside of the independent teams around there. So uh, we, the first game we played was Ole Miss. And our coach would tell it like he thought it was, and he told me, he said, Stuart, I'm going to start you on number 24. He looks like he may be as sorry as you are. Turned out he wasn't as sorry as I was. It was Donnie Kessinger who made All-American in 64. Basketball and baseball went on to play for Chicago Cubs. The second game we played, we went from, from Ole Miss to Kentucky, played them at, at uh, Hopkinsville, and uh, I had to guard Cotton Nash. Well, that was no that was no joy. And then we came to Western, and we had I had to guard uh, Daryl Carrier. All three of those made All-American in 64, and that that started my college career. And I about decided, like some of the players that come over to us, that I about decided I was in the wrong league, but uh, we we survived. How in the world did that coach win when he had painted a picture like, sorry as you? Well, I mean, it, it <laughs> back then, when you didn't have the option of going somewhere else. I think like, that was like his way to motivate him. Uh, yeah. That would motivate hey, you. When I went down there, of course, he told me that if I'd go come down with him, he'd make me a junior college All-American. Well, you think that won't stick in somebody's mind as 18-year-old and never been out of Hickman County, Kentucky, but once. Uh, so I go, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to be the stud on this team. Uh, he done told me. Well, then I found out first day of practice, I dogged it like I did in high school. And he came over after practice, and he said, Stuart, are you sick? I said, no, sir. He said, you heard? I said, no. He said, well, it didn't look like you was putting out. He said, I've got won't you run some laps, get you a little warmed up. And so I started dogging it like I did in high school. And he pushed the button on the clock, and he said, when that time runs out, if you're not finished, 
I've got a bus ticket for you back to Clinton, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I found out right then that I was not in charge. Bud Davis was in charge. And uh, he kept that bus ticket, so he said, for two years and threatened to use it a bunch of times. And when he did, I got on the stick because I had borrowed $500 from my uncle, and he told me the day I quit school or got kicked out of school, the, the note was due, and I'd already spent half of it. I didn't have $250 in a, in a lifetime, so I had to stick it out. But, boy, I'm so glad. It, thank God for Bud Davis. You know, sitting here listening to you talk, and, and Bobby, I, I, you remember Dizzy Dean. I do. Who, who, who was the broadcaster uh, for baseball, Major League Baseball, on Saturdays. And I could, I could not wait for him to come on. <laughs> and 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 sitting here listening to you, you would have been, made a great basketball announcer. And uh, how in the world could MTSU not even understand uh, how successful and how uh, people would just absolutely couldn't wait for the game to start when you'd be an announcer because you you have that way of relating everything to make it more interesting of course D uh dizzy uh if, if somebody slid into second base it'd be slewed and, yeah and, and if you hit a line drive it'd be a blue darter and and all yeah. of those things it, it, it makes things a whole lot more interesting dizzy put the old country boy flavor Sure did. And then Pee Wee Reese was with him, and he kind of toned it down a little bit. But if you'll recall, when I was at Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee had one of the best basketball play-by-play -play men that's ever been, Monty Hale. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, I would go with Monty some. when He, he would do ball games, you know, like uh, high school games. Mm -hmm. If uh, he'd come to last gas, we had to run a phone line for him. Uh, I went with him to College Grove one night. And Mon uh, Monty would go everywhere. And uh, he would amaze me. He would figure the shooting percentage with a slide route. Yeah. And then I thought, my God, how do you do that, Monty? And he tried to show me, well, that was over my head. But uh, we had it. And we've got two now that I just soon listen to Dickie Palmer and, and, and Chip Walters as, as any of the old big sportscasters. And I saw somewhere the other day they posted the salaries of some of them. Uh, Will Bond, that's on PTI every day, him and he makes $6 million a year. Is that all? Uh, oh, well, yeah. I thought that was a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, Al Michaels, he makes like $12 million a year. Uh, but He's been doing it a long he time. He has, and he's good at it. Yeah. And, uh, all right, let me ask you this question. All right. See if how good you would be in, on Jeopardy. Okay. Who, who was the coach? I mean, who was the announcer with Dizzy Dean when he first started? Well, the one I remember is Pee Wee. It's not right. It's not accurate. Well, uh, we might Buddy not Blattner. Buddy Blattner. And okay. uh, they, for whatever reason, Buddy could not get along with Dizzy. I don't well, know what it was. I can understand that. Uh, Dizzy. You know, when Dizzy had a brother, mm -hmm. that was a pretty good pitcher, too. Daffy. And they pitched on the same <laughs> team, and they asked Dizzy one night before a doubleheader, said, who's going to pitch a doubleheader tomorrow? And Dizzy said, me and Paul. And they did. Dizzy and Daffy, and they and, and those yeah. nicknames kind of 
stuck all the way with them all the way through. But but they did pitch a doubleheader one time, and Daffy threw a no-hitter, and Dizzy threw a one-hitter, and they asked Dizzy about it. He says, well, if I'd known he was going to pitch a no-hitter, yeah. I'd have pitched a yeah. no-hitter. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably would. Yeah. I tell you, somebody I used to love to listen to was Harry Carey. Oh, yeah. And, and, and listen to another, him. Listen to him sing at the end of the. He, he was end. another character that was a little out there. Uh, played to the crowd. And yeah. Sang and, you know, he he made it interesting to listen to, whether you like baseball or not. You know. Well, well, the average guy, which that would be a baseball fan, to be going to the games, they want them to be like them. And that and that that's a lot like w- yeah. the things that we enjoy more than anything else. Yeah. Well, sometimes if the game lasted a little bit too long, Harry would get in a sauce a little bit too early, and some days they would have to somebody else would have to finish up. But well, you uh, you I know you've seen the movie Major League. Yeah. And that pretty much fit Dizzy more than anything yeah, else. Because you never knew what he was going to say. Yeah. Bob Euchre was a pretty good catcher, he but he he was a better announcer. Yeah. He, he, he made things fun. He knew every player in both leagues. Yeah. You know, he, he'd been around so much. That his, he, he's sort of like a, a basketball player getting to play just because he, he's a good defensive player. Yeah. Uh, Euchre wasn't much, but he could catch the knuckleball pitcher so Phil Necro extended his career a lot because nobody else could catch a knuckleball, but you could. Was baseball? Or let's go. Let's make it basketball. Was basketball as much fun or more fun during the early days when Bill Russell was playing and and Chamberlain and all of that? It seemed like the players. It. it it wasn't pushed as much as it is today, but I think people enjoyed it more. Uh, well, it was more finesse. There yeah. wasn't a lot of uh, pushing and shoving. Yeah. And nowadays, there's two things. Either shoot the three or dunk. That's all they want to do. And it's no fun to watch anymore. But when you had Bob Cousy and Bill Russell Larry and John check and that bunch mm-hmm. playing – it was finesse, and uh, Dr. J, I can't say enough about uh, Julius Irving, because it was fun to watch. And but, you knew who was going to be playing. You know, the starters yeah. were going to be playing. Uh, they they were hurt, but you never knew it. But they, they weren't real dressy back then, if you remember. Uh, the the uniforms that they wore, <laughs> they were pretty sloppy. They were. And, 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 and pretty the, short. And the socks would just fall right over their tennis shoes or whatever. Well, if that was people like Pete Maravich and me whose legs wasn't big enough to hold their socks up. Uh, and uh, you were too proud to take a rubber band to the game with you, hold socks up. But uh, that was Maverick's trademark. You know, he could have got socks better than that. But anyway, it was fun times back then. I was a big Celtics fan back then. I was too. Oh, I love to watch Larry Bird. And I can't remember the tall, black-headed guy. Oh, the the forward? Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, oh, God. And then the one they call the Chief. Yeah. 
What was the guy's name? The chief of the center. Yeah. He was tall, lanky, black-headed. I'm going to tell you in a minute. It'll come to me tonight about 2 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well you, you, you call me when you remember it because I can see his face. I can too. And, and uh, the Celtics had an amazing rebounding team between the three of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really were. And you think about it, uh, I, we were used to seeing maybe one or two real tall uh, player on a team. Uh, and, but during the days with Magic and Bird, it started changing. You, you, you had 6'9", 6'10", guys that are just flying down the court, could pass the ball to any, anywhere and could shoot from anywhere. Yeah. And it, 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 uh, basketball in, the, in that particular era was just amazing, unbelievable. Yeah. They, were, uh, they could all play and they were all team players. Yeah. Now, a lot of them scored a lot of points, uh, like Larry Bird, but he was a team player. Yeah, you don't have that anymore. Uh, you watch these colleges, and uh, you can tell, like, the Kentucky teams. They're out there for one reason. That's just to show their wares and get to the pros. Yeah. So I don't watch them. I don't watch them. And that's a sad thing. But what is it? There's something about sports and coaching and the players that play. You guys are closer than anyone else that goes to a, a, a university, you might say. What is it that puts you or pulls you guys together in uh, to, to be friends forever? Well, we cared for each other. Yeah. One thing. Uh, and now, I didn't live in the dorm because I was married when I came over. So was a lot of other people. But still, I, they were my friends where nobody else on campus was because we were together. When we would leave here and go to eastern Kentucky, we had to stay in the same old hotel. Uh, we didn't go by airplane. We went to the motor pool and checked out station wagons. And Coach Stokes drove one and Coach Tricky drove one and sometimes I'd drive or, or Joe Baker would drive, somebody else. Yeah. It was, it was just whatever it took. And uh, we lived together. We got a call coming in for you, Larry. It's probably somebody wants to sign you up. Yeah, probably. Well, my headphones are messed up, so you may have to translate. Welcome aboard, caller. The name of the Boston Celtic that y'all were trying to think of was named Kevin McHale. McHale. That's right. <laughs> I can't hear you. Kevin McHale. He's, he's calling right. in and telling us who the You're exactly the right. Maybe he's over somewhere trying to look it up. <laughs> are you still with us, caller? Well, we've lost him. Well, all right, we'll be right back with uh, Larry and Bobby Stewart. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Carly Henry, and I love Adams Place. One of the main reasons I love it is because I feel safe here, and I feel like it's home, and I feel like the people here is my family. People here are very interesting. We all come from various backgrounds, and I just think that Adams Place is the premier 
facility of this type, then it's a good choice. And I love Adam's Place. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Del Wamsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone these days, but do your homework and be sure you go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. There are many reasons why. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just testosterone. They determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether or not you're a candidate to low T or something else like thyroid or even sleep apnea. Their annual health assessment is typically completely covered by most health insurance and is thorough, checking everything from PSA, which is your prostate levels, thyroid, liver, kidney functions, cholesterol, glucose, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatment that ships to your home. Make your health a priority this year and schedule your annual health assessment today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment today. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Local attorney and pastor Andre Crisman says he's a candidate for juvenile court judge for Rutherford County. Crisman has been an attorney for more than 17 years, the majority of which has been at Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro, where he was managing attorney for eight years and volunteer lawyers program director for nearly three years. He served as pastor of Higher Ground Worship Center in Murfreesboro since 2009 and has previously served on the board of directors for Greenhouse Ministries, Doors of Hope, and Matthew Walker Comprehensive Health Center. The Rutherford County Fire Marshal's Office is asking for help solving an arson at the Hazen Brigade Monument at Stones River National Battlefield. The Fire Marshal's Office says somebody used Molotov cocktails against the monument in early to mid-December. The monument is located on the north side of Old Nashville Highway just past the Thompson Lane overpass. The National Park Service says the Hazen Brigade Monument is the oldest American Civil War monument still standing in its original battlefield location. The Nashville Humane Society is thanking the late Betty White for more than $30,000 donated to the organization on Monday. The hashtag Betty White Challenge asked individuals on Twitter to give to local animal shelters in her honor on what would have been her 100th birthday. Nashville Humane raised $1,100 in under 20 minutes to begin the day. Former Golden Girl star was known not only for her on-screen roles, but for the work she did to support animals. And Tennessee's capital city ranks poorly among state capitals when it comes to crime. A Wallet Hub study shows Nashville has the fourth highest crime rate in the country for 1,000 people among capital cities. Little Rock, Arkansas, the highest crime rate. Concord, New Hampshire, the lowest. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. 
The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. There's nothing like the sparkle of a Bell Jewelers diamond. Bell Jewelers has been in business for over 142 years. This is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers. We've been proud to serve Rutherford County and the Murfreesboro area for that long. If you've never shopped with us, feel free to Google and see all of our favorable reviews. Come in and browse our selection. Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, right across from Toots Restaurant. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high into the upper 40s. South winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy alone here, 38. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 28. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Played at MTSU. And we're back, guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, I do want to bring up Ricky Knight, one of Larry's former students. He's in Vanderbilt recovering from a heart attack. Oh, he's still there? Mm-hmm. But he's as getting better. As far as I know, and he's recovering. Uh-huh. So we've got our hopes up and prayers going out for the family. And let's see, what else? Oh, we're going to talk about basketball first. Um, our girls were away. They're on their third leg mm-hmm. of a trip down south. They played FAU, and Amanda Whittington sealed the win for us there with a corner three-point shot. At the end of the game. Right. To, at the, at yeah. the end of the game with mere the seconds left. But she yeah. don't get to play much, but she was we were short handed. Yeah. So, so I know she up. I know she was excited. We want to congratulate her on that. So we won FAU. Then we go to Miami to play Florida International. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a rough game. At with one minute and 35 seconds to go in the third quarter, we finally got a free shot. It took that long before yes, they got did. a foul shot? I, someone, one of our fans on Facebook said, we got a mauling in Miami. It went into overtime. We were lucky. We caught up with them, went into overtime, and we got beat by two points. So that wasn't so bad after... I'd say home cooking. 
that's the most discouraging kind of loss. I know. Yeah. When you lose to officiating. It's hard to believe they played this clean yeah. for almost three quarters before we got on the foul shot line. But anyway, on January 22nd, that's this Saturday, uh, our girls will be back in town. No. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Our boys are in town. They play at one, Southern mm-hmm. Miss. Our girls will be on the last leg of their out-of-state games uh, at 2 o'clock Saturday. So we're going to have games on at the same time. We're going to the boys' game because it's here, and we'll be listening to the girls' game with Southern Miss. Hope we get a win there. Yeah. You guys don't miss hardly any games, do you? Not if they're here. Yeah. We used to go to Western, and, you know, we went to Hot Springs when they had the Sun Belt. When we were in the Sun Belt, we loved going there. I believe we went three three times out of the five years they had it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, see, it was halfway between us and Jay. So Jay and his girls, our family, would meet us in Hot Springs. So we got to see see them and see some good basketballs it was the perfect place Mm -hmm. because both gyms were in the same building if one game was a runaway you could walk down the hall and watch the other game because your ticket got you into both it was an ideal setup i love the sun belt but that's just me we would make the we called it the arkansas trip when we play arkansas state and arkansas little rock that's a great my trip. Second wasn't it? roommate in junior college went on and played at Arkansas State. So we'd go when we played at Arkansas and stay with him and his wife mm-hmm. and see both games. Then when they came here, the Arkansas State came here, they would come here and we'd go and it was it was really good and uh, it was quite a competition. And I can remember the thing that'll stick in my mind about Arkansas State, it won't be that Mike Dungan played or whatever. When we had the girl to get killed. Yeah. Tina Stewart got killed, yeah. and we we went on and played in the Sun Belt tournament over in Hot Springs. When the, right before the game was over, we were playing Arkansas State, and they were it was obvious they were going to win. Their coach called time out, and everybody said, "Oh, he's rubbing it in." He wasn't. He told his team, he said, "We'll celebrate in the dressing room. No celebrating on the floor." Yeah. Now that was class, and uh, I, I've got a lot more respect for Arkansas State now than I ever had because I can't see some of the other teams doing that. It was hard for our girls to get out on the floor and compete. I felt sorry for them, but Arkansas State had a great game, a great yeah. team. And I can't that, say they this. They were a class act. I can't say this enough, but I never was as proud of Rutherford County education as I was that yeah. weekend. When Anne Marie Lanning took the team and the college on her shoulders and would get on the radio and talk about how difficult it was and everything and I don't think anybody else could have done it but she showed what Rutherford County education is all about because she was one of us I remember that very well and it it was uh, it it was a shock and such a terrible thing that what happened but but they all all the girls they, 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 they just kind of had a uh, such a strong relationship with each they other. Yeah. They they were able to handle it with better than any any other time I've ever seen anything like this. Well, 
and the administration at Middle Tennessee, whether you like them or not, that weekend before we played, the Middle Tennessee plane landed at Little Rock or whatever, mm -hmm. and they came and they had three girls from the team the year before that they had got and brought them over there, Brandy Brown, uh, Alicia Clark, and Jackie Pickle, I guess. And uh, when they walked in the gym, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. I don't yeah. care where you're from. There wasn't, everybody just stood up and applauded. Well, it was just such a senseless, senseless thing to happen. Now, now MTSU is, is very unusual as far as their makeup from where all they come from now. Uh, and, and they seem to be playing like they've been playing together ever since they were young kids. Uh, those two Russian girls and then that and from Israel or whatever you want to call it, and the and the other one from Spain or whatever, uh, they they're one of us. I mean, yeah. they play just like us. And uh, I heard them interviewing one of the Russian girls who was player of the game, and uh, uh, we were telling talk J D Kennedy. You know, well, he speaks Russian. He won't go talk yeah. to him. Well, I tell J D. They don't have to speak Russian for them girls to understand because she she spoke better English than is ever on this radio show. I'll say that because they and back they to have back to, to the mauling in Miami. We had two girls out because of sickness, and one of them was our tall center. So yeah. you know, the one the other tall center that played did not have a relief hardly ever. So it was an unfair game, I thought. You you think about it, Bobby, with that COVID that's going on now that's just infected so many people, although it's, it it doesn't seem to be like the original COVID no. that, mm -hmm. that came through here, and people are, are just kind of uh, just well kind of brushing it off, and go, and uh, in five days there they are back playing again. But can you imagine playing? in the conditions that all these athletes are playing under right now. I know. It's unbelievable. It's, they don't know if the next game is going to be postponed or if it's on schedule. It's. I feel sorry for them. I really do. It's just... Uh, I contend that a lot of those tests are not valid. I think that's one reason that they cut it back to five days instead of 10 or 15, whatever it was. They don't they don't depend on they know they can't depend on them and uh, well it's just like a head cold this last one that's what that's basically what, i mean the same symptoms you can't yeah. even uh change if, if you were just saying well which one of these do i have nobody knows i like, mean it's unbelievable like going well, back what, you know, to try to figure out which briar scratched you at. yeah we used to have bad head colds you know changing weather allergies and stuff Flu. so nothing is ordinary anymore <laughs> you know a head cold is a head cold yeah since, give it since, five to seven days it's gone since yeah. i've had my little flare up in december she's been trying to diagnose me <laughs> well here for the last two months i've had nosebleeds well, I blow my nose, it started, it started bleeding. Well, that, that bothered me. Oh, it, it, she was bound to determine that there was something wrong with my thyroid. So I go to Dr. Egley yesterday, and he said, well, this time of year, his nosebleeds are always worse because sinuses and all that stuff. Yeah. 
that's maybe that shut her up. I don't know, but uh, I try not. If I have one yeah. now, I try not to tell it. But most of the time, but, but that, how many men are lucky enough to have a woman? That that that, uh, that cares. Takes, that takes care of you like she does, <laughs> and, and can diagnose almost any disease that comes along. Uh, well, yeah, that's rare to uh, see. There's not very many of us. Not very many of us. Well, that, but uh, we just won't get into that. Um, I have two birthdays back home. Most of us just have one. Yeah. Well, that's why well, she's no, <laughs> I don't. Well, I know a Star Stroud used to go to school with us. Mm-hmm. Today is her birthday, and I don't know how old she is, and I don't want to say it might well, hurt. She's older feelings. than we are, but not uh, much. She was a year ahead of me, and Debbie Cope has a birthday tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. Jim Cope's wife. So mm-hmm. we want to wish them both happy birthday. And I'll put on Facebook when I get home to tell Star that that she was mentioned. Mm-hmm. What about uh, our great grandson? Oh, yes, our great-grandson, the last day of January, he will be seven. Oh, my goodness. January 31st. It'll be an old man. Well, now, was he born here or where Texas. was he born? Texas. But he lives in Oklahoma now. Oh, okay. And uh, he's he's taking school by storm. And Andrea, our granddaughter, his mother, talked about this new school out there in Oklahoma when she was on your show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... She is running the mama's day out. And she's just like an old hen with a bunch of little chickens. Mm-hmm. They're, what, two-year-old or something two, like that. One, one two, or three. And she's they had a play. They was all in a play. And one of her, was it a sheep or something, had a pacifier in her mouth. <laughs> but she wouldn't get rid of it, so I just <laughs> go ahead and leave it in there. And Mary was uh, her little old autistic girl, Down syndrome girl. Uh-huh. And they were such a sweet group. She sent a picture of their uh, baby in the manger scene, mm-hmm. and it was so cute. That sheep was sitting up front with a blue pacifier in his mouth. It was so cute. Just like Miss Aya, Miss Aya. <laughs> she loves it. Y'all have, uh, y'all know how to be family members. I mean, y'all are grandparents, parents, great grandparents. But you have such a love for all of them. Yeah. Uh, the, well, that 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 kind of reminds me of the old ways where we. Well, all I, were. I'm from a big family, a big family. Yeah, but y'all were traveling all over the I world know, back then. But when you we, know now, now my brothers and sisters have families, mm-hmm. and their children <coughs> have families. So you know it's it's growing as they keep having families, and I just. I'm I'm thrilled that I am 80 years old, and I still see my brothers and sisters, still talk to them. We have a family phone call every night, and everybody just logs in and say, you know, pray for this person, pray for this person. This is what I did today. It's snowing here now, so we all know what's going on in our area, and it's uh, I, I, I like technology for that. Because one sister lives across the river from Cincinnati, and I've got a brother in Union City, Tennessee, and then I've got two sisters and another brother in Kentucky. So, you know, it keeps us connected because, you know, as Larry and I get older, we're not traveling that much by ourselves anymore. When we were growing up, our cousins 
were more like brothers and sisters yeah. because we they all lived life. close. Yeah. And we would play together. They would come to our house. Uh, or we'd go to their house. Uh, my Uncle Felix, he milked cows for the superintendent of schools. So he had water. We didn't have well, – we had to draw our water out of the cistern. Yeah. But we'd go visit him on Sunday evening, and we'd go down to the milk bar, and they had a shower in there. And my brother and I would take a shower. And they we, we made our own soap. You know that. But Uncle Felix bought Life Boy soap. Mm-hmm. And you could smell that stuff. So Monday morning we'd go to school, and my buddies would say, "What to Felix this weekend? Didn't I smell that Life Boy soap?" But we didn't care. That was a, a shower. You didn't have to heat your water up, and get jump over in a tub or something, or take a wash rag. But we we were close to our cousins. Matter of fact, we raised two of ours. Uh, but uh, they were they were more like brothers and sisters. Well, we were had a tub. And we put it in front of the fireplace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hope it got warm by the time we got in there. Yeah, it got warmer when you got out. Yeah. And then we would get our homework laying on the hearth by the fireplace because it was warm, and then it, that, that was the light so you could see. We didn't have yeah. to you know, go over here to the coal oil out and stuff. But it's, uh, it was our cousins were our, you know, best friends. Yeah. Well, we've run out of time, guys. Again. Yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, we we want to thank all of our listeners in state and out of state. Thank you for being out there and talking to us and listening to us. Uh, you know, we we it wouldn't be as much fun if we didn't know that they were out there. Yeah, we're gonna have Butch Campbell on in the morning, guys. You, you, Good. You will have a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, right we there. Will. And then what? Else, the next day, can you announce that one? Well, we're gonna have Thomas Booker and. We may, we will have some of the children from the famous baseball players uh, from the, the 50s and the 60s. So that's going to be special. I hope there's, I'm sure that uh, Casey and Joe Finney and that was, they'll, they'll know those people. Some of these younger generation, they won't know, but uh, they, they, sh- they should have been around. Well, a lot of them are in the Hall of Fame. That's the dads. right. That's right. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.